0: Welcome everyone, we're about to begin the third shear in the country of Yadatta, Kisholom by Rav Chaim Friedlander. We're going to, we did in the first two shear of the introduction, today we're going to start Perek Rishon Maimer Aleph, Chapter 1, Lesson 1. Eser Loi Ezer I will create a helpmate for him. Im Anu Tzeroitzen l'adas aides Mahusa Bayes Vayachas Bain ishle Ishtoi, Anu Tzeroitzen Lomit Parshas Briyes isha. If you want to understand the topic that's essential for a married relationship between a husband and a wife, between a man and a woman, we must learn first the parsha of the creation of the woman in the Torah. This concept, these two lines, is so, so fundamental for us. Torah has all the answers for us. Torah is Lashon Hayra. It's It's a book of instruction. It's a blueprint for us. Every one of us needs to know, man or woman, makes no difference when the learning parash is voracious and the learning about the creation of the woman, Chava, and when you're learning about all the mefershim on it and how it explains it, it's not just a theoretical thing. All of the lessons there pertain to you personally living thousands of years later. There are lessons to be learned from it. And that's how he's going to explore this. And this is, by the way, a general good idea when you're learning Tyra. And it adds a lot of excitement when you're learning Tyra this way. Is what is it? Yes, I'm learning this That Even shluach hakan. Even things that seem obscure. Okay? Even if things about um, building a fence, the mitzvah building a fence. Or or um, or um, um, things about yoyvel. Every concept in Taira has practical applications that are pertaining to you personally that you can learn from. So here we're saying, look at the creation of the woman in order to understand the relationship between you and your husband, between you and your wife. So the Pusik says, it's not good for a man to live by himself, to be alone. I will make a partner for him, to be his helping counterpart. A lot of mafarshim on this. Um coin to the Zayar, coin to the regular Gemara Chazal, the Asuramaimorais, the ten utterances of creation was Beracious, and then is was the first one, and then nine Vayoymers that say afterwards. Coin to the Zayar, this the baracious is not counted, and this one is the tenth Mimer, Esaloi Azarkinegdae. It has a separate, unique significance. But anyway, Ramban. The Ramban asks on this postick. It doesn't seem likely that a man was initially created to be unique in the world, not to have a partner, and not to be able to produce offspring. That doesn't make any sense. All created beings, living creatures, were created male and female in order to produce offspring, to perpetuate the species. Even grass and trees contain seeds and produce offsprings. They actually give children. There's a zivig with with plants as well, and, and trees, and vegetation. The bees do a lot of that work. When they move pollen from one flower to another flower, they're actually creating that fertilization of a zacher to a nekeva of a female plant, of a male plant to a female plant. So you have that in all of created beings. So it's not likely when Hashem created other Marishan initially that there was no plan for him to reproduce or to be alone. There was always a plan for him to be united and to have a partner. So, so the Rambam says, Then what, what do you say? So what's Pshat? We're going now according to the Pshat, do Patsufim Nivru that a man was created as a single entity with a zacher male on one side, in the front, and the female in the back, and teva in And there was an ability somehow, Darizal talks about this, to transfer fertilization somehow from his male side to her female side that would subsequently give birth to a child. And the second side would help its counterpart side to give birth. So, in other words, even in that initial creation of Adam and Chava, there was already an inherent partner there with a koyach hamoyled, and so on and so forth. And haKadosh Baruch and haKadosh Baruch saw ki toiv negdai. That it's better not that they should be opposite each other back to back with sharing a uh, back and being one that way and sharing uh, a union somehow of, of, of Zara from one to the other and, and be a couple that way. No. But it's better that they separate so that they could and then join again as he desires. The she'amar and that's what it means. I will give an ezekinegdoi. Opposite him doesn't mean opposite him, to oppose him, although the Chazal say that too, in certain ways. But kinegdoi means to face him. Instead of back-to-back, now they're facing each other as separate entities. Now one needs to know, by the way, there is another Chazal that talks about how a different way how a woman was formed through the rib of the Adam Arishan, that he was Adam, just a man. Shem made a big, uh, uh, put him to sleep, made an operation, took out his rib, built from his rib a woman. That's the Pushup shot of the It Seems to be Mashma that way. And that's one version. The second version is this version that they were initially two, and then they put them to sleep, had an operation, and divided them and separated them. Now we need to unknow that they're both true. Now the question is like this. When you say ch- chayim, when the, two con- opposite concepts in Torah is true, so you could ask, I could say that maybe by svaris, like if someone says chay, if someone says potter, and someone says uh, you know, uh, it's Usr and someone says it's mutter. Someone says this is tome, the other one says it's "tahar," Because there's svaris above that have both logics to it. But over here, how can you say this? Like for example, when the chazals say, "Eiv," who was Eiv? One mimer says he didn't exist. The other one says he was at the time of Avraham Avinu. The other one says he was at the time of Moshe Rabbeinu. The other one says later. The other one says he was a Jew. The other one says he was a non-Jew. So obviously in this world what actually happened or didn't happen was one of these scenarios and that's it. If he didn't exist then all of these other Pshatim did not happen. If he lived during the time of Avram Avinu then he did not live in the time of Misha. If he lived in the time of Maisha then he did, did not live in the time of Avram Avinu. If he was a non Jew then he couldn't have been a Jew and if he was a Jew he wasn't a non Jew. But they're all true. So what does that mean? The answer is is that even if physically it happened one of these scenarios. We don't know which. But let's say it happened, let's say he Eiv was a real person that lived in the time of Avram Avinu exposed to Avram's mishpacha and learn that wisdom that way. Let's say we adopt that pshat. Even if we adopt that pshat, there is an MS, an intrinsic MS, to the concept of of not existing, to the concept of of being in Moshe Rabbeinu's time, to be a concept that he was Jewish, to be a concept that he was non-Jewish. Basically, what the tyrant knows that in the physical realm I could only put it in one way, but I wanted to convey that there's truths to it, to this of in all of these dimensions that are equally true. The same thing applies when you're learning this Chazal here. He's learning here a lesson from the Ezek and Negdoi on one shot of Chazal where they were created as two separate beings back to back, male and female initially. We need to know that, let's say that is what actually happened. We need to know that the other scenario of putting him to sleep as a whole male with an operation on his rib, creating a female even if that physically did not happen because this shot happened, that has an MSlamitoi completely, complete truth. It's only that in this world, in this physical world, Hashem could only make the creation of a woman in one of these two scenarios that he chose, either the, the rib or this way. But they're both equally true, Klappi Shemaya, and they're both equal lessons, which means, by the way, that all of this that we're learning today about this shot. You could afterwards go on your own, learn all the Midrashim and Chazals about how Hashem created Adam as a whole person, male, and created an operation in his slumber to take out the rib and create the woman that way. Learn all the Chazals and all the lessons and all the teachings about it in marriage and in the role of a woman, and however you want to put it, that are all MS, MS, Lamitai. True, completely, completely, even if physically that's not the way it happened. And none of us know whether it happened this way or that way. But that's an important yesoid to know in Hashkafa, and I think it was worthwhile spending an extra few minutes here to explain that, and it takes away a lot of the confusion that people have about Chazal and Eluva Elu Devela Kim The Ramak says that, by the way. The Ramak, the Cordovero says that you are not a apikairis Khalila, if you personally have an etiya to believe, let's say, in all these six sheetas of who Eve was, and you f- personally have an etiya to believe that he lived in the time of Amavrom Avinu, that he did exist, and he did not live in the time of Meshar and did not in those other scenarios, you have a right to believe that, and you're not a kaifer. As long as you believe that what the Chazal said, that it could have been that way, intellectually, is true. Same thing over here. You have a right to believe that one of these two scenarios are Mistabra that it happened. That's fine. The Ramak talks about this in the safer, I think in the paradise also, but I think he wrote a safer Elima that discusses this at length. But in any case, let's continue. The emphasis is not on a helpmate. She was already a helpmate that was attached to him. In this shot, the female was back-to-back to, back to the male. His wife was with him all the time. So the Azer was there all the time. The Chiddush was El al Now she is opposite him. Shatamid Muloi. Now she stands opposite him. Kibriya Nefredas. She's now an independent creation. Vabchira hi lekarva love. And now he has the ability to choose. He could bring her close to him. Or Has to distance her from him. Now, as beforehand he did not have a choice. It was back to back, they were stuck together, they were bonded. Hashem didn't want it, I don't want it that way. I don't want it forced, inherent like that. I want that separation to take place, to be connected, a husband and wife to be opposite each other, that they face to face now as separate entities. And that he should choose from his Bechira now to bring her close. To bond. What was in the beginning of their nature. They, they were bonded together. Now, what has to happen, what has to happen now, through the, his own efforts, to become one flesh. That, that they will be together, that is the purpose, the ultimate goal of their work as a married couple now. That is a very important yesite. Hashem purposefully said, it's not good. I don't want them always attached to each other like this. It may sound nicer, that it's natural, this union. I want it to be separate, connected, facing each other. And I want the shlemas of it is, is when the husband as a mirat Mirtsai Harayev draws her near, brings her close, and again from the woman's side to be willing and wanting to allow herself to be embraced and be close. The Sha, and one can ask on this: Why isn't it good for a man to be a single entity? The Aza Samadlai and his helpmate connected to him, via Gofakan to be one body. You know, the other shot, you're going to say there was no male, female yet. Right? So, yeah. So then it makes sense. Like, he doesn't really have a helpmate like the rest of the Bria has and many other reasons. It's more logical. But according to this shot, they were already together and they were united. So what was wrong? Kafish So Shu acher? You're telling me that it's better to be reliant on a helpmate that now is an independent entity? Benifert Mimenu, separate from him? That's better than being united as one flesh mamish? but we know that it is the natural desire for every person to be independent. The is Toy And they do not want to rely on anyone else. Kvar Mikat even from infancy, as a child gets older, even two years old. Already. He wants to walk by himself. You have that anyone who has two year olds and whatever, they like you try to feed them. No, I want to do it myself. They don't say it even and they know they want to do it without anyone helping them. It's an independent fire nature in the human being. An adult throughout his life also wants to be free, also wants to be independent. He brings a note here. HaSaba Mikkelm Zatzal Omar LaIzik Nusay The Saba Fumkelm Kel- said in his older age Kasha Mach Maschul Shosay Ho When in his weakness he needed help Hu Ivedes HaYidei Zerchatsi Metam HaChayim He lost half of his desire for life because of that lack of, the, of independence. This is a whole separate shared Halavaya should have time and shrines to be able to do it about the challenges of older age. And what the Saba Mikel says over here, it's something still that could be elevated, could be sublimated. And there's ways that even if Cholila, if someone is ill or someone is older that needs the help of other people, to still maintain that inherent Menuchas dignity, and to have a full tamachayim. But what the Saba Mekalm said, is true naturally. You tend to feel that unless you really work towards not feeling that way, which is a goal. So everyone desires to be independent, going back up there, whether it's in his learning, or whether it's in his business, or whether it's in whatever situation in life that you may be in. The explanation is as follows. The explanation is as follows. A man cannot be good if he's alone. Why not? The answer is, The essence of good is to do good for others. Das Tfunas, which is uh, one of the greatest Sfarim of the Ramchal, very, very highly recommended. There's a lot of English translations now. You should learn it. It's an unbelievable Sefer. The more a person does good for others... He himself becomes more good. Why is that? Because he's really emulating the creator, who is a taiv, and that's Metiv. So by you bestowing good upon all others, you becoming good yourself. You become a nice person by being nice to others. You become a good person by being good to others. al and therefore, the Khilek, Hashem ish l'shnei adam, Hashem created and divided a man and a woman into two distinct entities that as separate distinct entities, they should bestow good upon one each other and elevate themselves in the levels of goodness and that's why his healthmate has to be opposite him, not physically attached to him so that so he could do good for her a love so that he through being good to her and kind to her, will bring her closer to him through his free will and then through her free will of receiving that goodness and wanting to be with him so Mikan onu from here we learn Nivna said that a marriage relationship is built on a foundation of kindness the zuhi chaivasam that is the main purpose of the couple <speaking in Hebrew> to yearn to do good for one another and again this is despite the fact that we said in many shiurim from G'day Le Yisrael that there is a also healthy expression of expressing your needs there's a healthy aspect of wanting to be makabel that's not necessarily selfish and that there should be a give and take meaning a take also in a healthy way all that is true. To be totally give, give, give without any other consideration um, is could be detrimental like we explained in the previous shurim, and we're going to talk about it also now. But nevertheless, the primary fuel and drive of any marriage is the giving, is the wanting to be made to one another. That doesn't go away. That's always primary. And if a person will ask the Ramban says that even as one entity back to back a man could give birth to children and multiply you could do chesed to your children even in that state. Right? So we're going to leave off this year with that question. We'll continue in the next year. But the important point to be placed in this is is that when you're learning about marriage and about yourself in relation to the marriage you'll learn about the Chazal about the creation of a woman and the Ramban uh, is him talking about the Pshat of Du Sufim that Hashem felt it important that even though there was a man and a woman according to this Pshat, that there's a way to give birth and have children this way as well and they would always be together that way and unified as one body Hashem did not want it that way he wanted the Azer, the help which he already had, according to this pshat, but he also wanted Kinegdai, an opposite, separate being, that with free will, he chooses to bring her close. Khalili could choose the opposite, to distance her away, but the key is to choose that bechira to bring her close. That is the true chibber that HaKadosh Baruch Hu desires. That is the true shalom that HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants. To give good, to make it a separate entity, so that you should be mated more, that the toiv, and that by you giving, you become a better person, and by a husband giving to his wife, he becomes a better husband, and a better person overall, overall and he's emulating HaKadosh Baruch Hu, BeChavay of HoVaAtzmai. will continue as Hashem in the next shir.